Hello again to all my returning podcast listeners, and welcome to you who are joining today for the first time. You're listening to Faith to Live By, where each week I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we as God's children can know how He wants us to respond. I'm Pam Christian, the producer, researcher, writer, and host for this show, and the last couple of weeks, because I was honored to be a speaker at Clay Clark's Reawaken America Tour featuring General Michael Flynn, it was necessary for me to bring you a pre-recorded interview with my guest and friend, Michelle May of Michelle May Ministries. If you didn't hear those two programs, I highly recommend them because she provided some very insightful and practical advice of what we must do to partner with God and see His prophecies fulfilled. Today's program will highlight many of the prophecies God has given us specific to the present days and what we can expect in the upcoming months. And it will also help you know what you must do to prepare for these most intense days the world has ever seen that are imminent. I think most are awake by now that we cannot trust government, mainstream media, big tech, big pharma, the intelligence agencies, our public school systems, social media, and on and on the list goes. This is why people like myself have been raised up to use alternative media to research and uncover truth to help us all in these tremendously evil days. But if we want to confidently know truth, we must turn to God, who himself is truth, so we can know how we should respond to see evil defeated and righteousness triumph. Headline news at the time of recording this podcast is what they've called the Chinese balloon, the Chinese spy balloon. And since we can't trust mainstream media, I did some research and discovered that many believe it's not at all a Chinese spying effort. Truthers have been warning for a couple of years now of how electromagnetic pulse, EMP, military weapons will be used in the United States and the world to create havoc. They believe these balloons are EMP weapons that the Biden-Obama regimen, Rockefeller, Rothschilds, Clintons, and more deep state with CCP and NATO are getting ready to use to take down the United States and South America's electric grid and start World War III. It's believed the CCP wants this war so they can remove the People's Republic of China's President Xi. Notice the big push to get Americans dependent on electricity over other forms of power as their first strategy, so that now they have a tactic to use to control us by shutting down the electrical grid. At one point, I learned the Biden-slash-Obama administration gave orders not to shoot down the balloon. But later, I learned the skies of North and South Carolina were restricted and there was video of what looked like a military effort to either divert or attack the balloon. Then, just before I was ready to post this episode, I learned the balloon was shot down near the South Carolina coast by U.S. military. I also learned another balloon was detected by a Latin American country, and that another balloon was spotted operating near U.S. interests, but the government won't say where. An article in the Epoch Times provides the details as told to the Associated Press, which still leaves me with questions. And next, I saw headlines that read, CCP threatens America over downed balloon, and Biden administration gives death blow to the Chinese industry. The links are in the show notes, and it sure seems to me they are trying to instigate World War III. I encourage you to read the articles and see what you think. But the good news is, the White Hats, that is the true-to-America military and leadership, have known about this and allowed it to become visible in order to wake more people up to the deep state and the one-world government efforts. Hopefully, you're following Derek Johnson, who was my guest several weeks ago, who explained the United States is under white hat military control and has been for some time. I had two interviews with him, and I have links for you in the show notes in case you missed it. Many truthers say we can expect white hat military intervention 
and the United States military courts to go after the deep state in military tribunals. They believe the United States military operation will clean the United States of foreign occupation and foreign countries, such as CCP, owning and buying U.S. territory. The prophets have warned for some time that we could very well experience a wide-scale power outage, and they've encouraged us to have medicines, food, diapers, um, generators, battery-powered radio, or better yet, a shortwave radio, and more on hand to get through such a time. They've also said that the power outage would be a relatively short period of time, but a necessary part of God's plan to redeem his people and save America as first of many nations he will be intervening for. You know, I have faithfully shared much of what the trusted prophets have been saying, and recently there has been an opposition to the prophets from some leaders of the Christian church. The Bible is clear. God never does anything without first informing his servants, the prophets. That's from Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Robin Bullock recently said, When people don't know what to do, God sends his servants, the prophets. And as you know, there has been a great deal of chaos, devastation, corruption, and evil surfacing since early 2020, which is the reason we've had a tremendous influx of prophetic voices. It's imperative that we learn to discern the true prophets from the demonic prophets. Let us not be naive to the enemy's schemes. God sends the prophets to guide his children how to respond to world and local events. So, of course, the enemy of God will try to bring confusion and deceive God's people by raising up voices that compete for the words of the prophets. And the enemy often does this through the people who profess to be Christians. How does the enemy influence Christians? Well, his two most used ways are through the spirit of legalism and the spirit of religion. In fact, I want you to listen to the prophetic word and instruction Robin recently gave on Elijah's dreams as he was being interviewed by Steve Schultz. God prophetically explained through Robin that we are entering a time of true revolution in the Spirit. And now I'm loosely quoting, quote, The wind of the Spirit has truly gone out to all corners of the earth to bring about revival, a revival the likes of which we've never seen. It's more than a revival. It's a renewal and a rebirth. It's going to look like a revolution, not a revolution like you might think, but a revolution of belief. And it will come on the lips of those who do not look like what religion says they should look like. They will not dress the way religion says. And yes, they will not talk the way religion says they should talk. The revolution of the spirit that is coming will be resurrection power. It will be the resurrection days and hours of the glory of God, and it will raise the dead of this world. Those from all walks of life, cowboys, hippies, the pierced, and the tattooed, it will raise a Jesus revolution. They will look different, and they will love one another. Robin Bullock went on to say, but religion hates love, so it will hate them. A revival of the prophets came to proclaim the renewal, the restoration, and the revolution to come, but religion hated it. The people saw and heard the words of the prophets and knew God had not forgotten them, but religion hated the way the prophets looked and sounded, and so decided to destroy it, even if it meant injuring the revolution to come. The prophets are like a voice crying out in the wilderness, shouting to the people to get ready for the move to come. It has now fallen into the arena of decision. Who will believe? It is not the arena of decision as to what you will believe, religion or the move of the Spirit. It is for you to decide. But decide quickly, says the Lord for we are only months away from its beginning. End quote. I want you to hear Robin for yourself, so be sure to use the link in the show notes. Robin is prophesying about the division that exists in the church, and God is giving us a warning. 
how to discern genuine Christians from impostors. Just as scriptures say, the world will know who are Christ's genuine followers by our love. We must become even more discerning in these intense days as the enemy will pull out all stops in attempt to deceive to prevent God's plans from prevailing. I do not hold the office of a prophet, but all devoted believers can prophesy as we learn from the letters of the Apostle Paul written to the Corinthians and others. You know, I started this podcast in response to all the chaos, confusion, and deception that surfaced in 2020 to be a voice among the prophets who helps the people discern what God is doing so we can respond to see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. The theme of this podcast episode is entirely consistent with the message God had me speak at the Reawaken America tour and my most recent blog post. My presentation at the Reawaken America tour was about the importance of knowing truth and being engaged in the culture to uphold truth. If you want to see the presentation, please use the link in the show notes. And my recent blog is titled, Making Sense Out of the Last Few Years. You'll see a link to that in the show notes as well. If you're not already, I encourage you to become a subscriber of my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter so you are notified when I post a new blog. And I especially invite you to read my recent blog because it provides wisdom and insight we need in these current days. I have said many times we are soon to see the greatest intense time the earth has ever known as both good and evil advance with evil doing all it can to overcome God and his plans. But evil will never prevail. The enemy Satan is already a defeated foe. All the work of Jesus on the cross has already secured the complete and glorious victory available for anyone and everyone who places their faith in Jesus. I've also shared that the three years since 2020 through today, as God has exposed every manner of corruption wherever it exists, especially including the church, have actually been years of God's grace, allowing us to see the depths of wickedness and evil and to decide if we want to turn from evil to God or not. The claims I have made about our times have come through much prayer, seeking God, and whenever what I have discerned is echoed by those who hold the office of a prophet, such as Robin Bullock, I am greatly affirmed. You know, Julie Green and Amanda Grace have also been prolific with prophecy as God shares his plans and what we can expect in the future. I especially connect with two of Julie Green's recent prophecies. One is titled, Many in Leadership Will Step Away and Some Arrests Will Be Seen. The other is, I Am Cleaning Out the Government. And Amanda Grace's interview on Elijah Streams on February 3rd was also enlightening. And so you're not caught unaware, I really want you to listen to Julie Green's prophecy she posted on February 6, 2023 titled, This is the Time for Things to Intensify. The links for Julie and Amanda's prophecies are in the show notes. Again, the purpose of prophecy is to equip and prepare the saints to remain in partnership with God and see his kingdom will fulfilled on earth. Some prophetic words are merely a foretelling of the future, but others are warnings and corrections from God, revealing to us where we've strayed and the consequences we will experience if we don't repent. If ever you hear a prophecy that does not provide a way of escape, but is only doom and gloom, you can be certain it's not from God. God always provides a way of escape and hope for his people who are willing to repent. However, those who choose not to repent will experience the consequences God reveals. And clearly, God has worked hard to prepare his people that we will be witness to his intervention on behalf of his people to hold evil accountable which will be more widely visible very, very soon. 
as god intervenes and brings his judgment people who have been on the side of evil will have an abrupt realization of the dangerous place they have been and many will rush to god to get as far from evil as possible this is part of the great harvest of souls we've been expecting this means all genuine christians must get prepared to be workers of the harvest god never meant for christianity to be a spectator faith god has always expected his people to comprise the ecclesia the governing influence for righteousness in the world to such an extent that evil is sent in retreat but as i said at the reawaken america tour we cannot tell others the truth or effectively share the gospel if we don't sufficiently know ourselves why we believe in christ or why the christian faith makes the most sense to believe wanting people to know why they believe the christian faith so they can be confident in their faith and better able to discern deception is a major reason why I wrote my Faith to Live By book series. I hope you've gotten all of them because they are all quite good. And I can say that not only from my own point of view, but from the endorsements, multiple awards, and reviews the books have received. The first three books in the series help people discover and live in life-giving truth and find their God-given purpose in life. The last two help people understand the times we're living, equipping them to remain confident in their faith, even in the most difficult of times. You can learn more about the books from the show notes. And be sure to take advantage of the discount code I'll give you later in this program. Wanting people to be confident in the Christian faith so they can be bold in sharing their faith is also a major reason why I'm developing an apologetics course for the Be Fruitful and Multiply Training Center. It is one of many certificate courses offered. I'm confident many of my listeners will be interested in taking the online course. So, to help you know some about my course, I've invited my associate professor, Frank Cotaspati, to join me today. Frank's more complete bio is written in the show notes, but to introduce you to him now, I want you to know Frank has been an avid Bible student since 1982 and served as director of children's ministry at Calvary Chapel, Long Beach, managing 65 volunteer teachers in both Sunday school and the Awana ministry. At the Rock Church, Anaheim, Frank administered the first apologetic curriculum and served as coach slash mentor in their Operation Solid Lives ministry, which led to writing his book titled Angels and Demons, The Battle for Your Mind, Finding Truth in a Sea of Lies. Here's my interview with Frank. So Frank, I am so blessed, I know my audience will be too, that you're taking the time to be with me today and help me get the word out about this exciting apologetics course that you and I are both working on. Well, thank you very much for having me, Pam. Our course is really the beginning of a journey for the people that do enroll into it, being that there are eight courses involved in the package. And the first introduction is just going to be a, a marvelous intro into just the depth and scope of what apologetics is and to help people defend their faith. Well, let's talk a little bit about what apologetics are. You said defend your faith. That's really it. A lot of people hear the word apologetics and they think you're apologizing for the faith and that's not at all it. But it's becoming equipped to explain the reasons why we believe what we do. And it demonstrates that faith is not blind, that we have enough objective, verifiable evidence to allow us to believe for what does not exist. Now, let me tell my audience a little bit about what we're doing. I'm actually the lead professor for this apologetics course, and I'm setting up the course itself and doing the writing of the material that the students will see in video format. They'll actually see me giving the instruction in video format. But you, as the associate professor, We'll be working directly with the students. Can you give my audience a little bit of an idea of what interacting with you would be like, what it would be like for them to actually be taking the course? 
Well, you know, as they go through the course, they're going to have a variety of different questions and they'll be able to email me directly. I'll be able to respond to them. I'll be monitoring their progress as they're going through the course and the various assignments. And if I see them maybe falling a little bit behind, I'll give them, you know, a note to encourage them to continue on because I know everyone's schedule is busy and a lot of people are taking this course while holding down a full-time job. So um, I'll be offering that type of support. And there might be some questions about the course or something they read in your book that uh, they may need to have an answer on. So I would be their point of contact for uh, getting that kind of information. And the beauty of this course is that a person can get a certificate. Yes. It's all done online. So you do it according to your own schedule, what works the best for you. It's very affordable. Each course is only $99. Right. And so this is for church leaders or Christians who really want to go deeper in not only understanding their faith, but to be able to share their faith. And when it comes to Christian leaders, we're hoping that part of our equipping will be to help them in their respective churches or ministries to help their staff use apologetics in every area. I mean, we'd like to see apologetics even in the children's department, right, Frank? Absolutely. You know, being a Sunday school teacher and being involved in, in all of that for in support of a church program, I was really disappointed on how little we taught children how to defend their faith. And by the time they got to middle school and certainly into high school and college, they were obliterated by primarily atheistic and agnostic instructors that, oh, you don't believe in that fairy tale, do you? And here they are completely unequipped to be able to defend their faith. And, you know, and like what Paul said, he said, you know, come, let us reason together. And that's really what apologetics is. You know, when he went to Athens and, gee, there's this 12th God and the unnamed God. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here to talk to you about that 12th God. And so teaching people and equipping them very simple approaches to how to critically bring someone along with perhaps um, accepting, you know, the, what you're saying to them and then offering them tidbits of fact and allowing them and drawing them into, gee, tell me more versus having it be like an argument and things of that nature. So there's definitely a, a technique involved. And, uh, and I believe that this course is really going to set them on that path to be equipped. With the very first lesson in course one, I have, as you know, and I want my audience to know, a wonderful testimony from a young woman named Samantha, who much like you said, got into college and all but walked away from her faith. And it wasn't until she was introduced to apologetics so that she could understand the reasons why the Christian faith makes the most sense to follow, that she was able to own her faith. You know, it's one thing to discuss using apologetics. Like you said, it's a technique. It's one thing to use apologetics, speaking a Christian to a Christian, right. but it's a different method when we're talking to a non-believer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I've always known and what we, we must emphasize is that, especially when we're talking to a non-believer, we need to have relationships. The person who's hearing us and willing to sit and visit with us needs to know we have utmost respect for them, and we only want what's best for them. And what I like to do is use a system of inquiry, like you say, so it doesn't become combative. But one of the things I realized, Frank, and I'd like you to address this, is it's really difficult to get people to examine what they believe, because everyone already believes they base their life on truth. No one would willingly base their life on a lie. And getting people to reconsider what they believe and why they believe it can sometimes be very, very unsettling for the person because they believe what they do because a parent or a mentor or a teacher, somebody important and significant they trust has taught them. But they may not have taught them why we believe what we do. 
So can you talk a little bit about the effectiveness of apologetics with a non-believer? Well, the important thing too, when, when you're talking to someone is to encourage them to think critically and not emotionally. You know, all of us have a worldview, whether it's a Christian worldview or some other type of worldview. And those worldviews are, ba- you know, there, there are a series of ideas and beliefs that have been assembled into a collection, if you will. And so when someone presents you with uh, information that's foreign to what you believe, uh, you know, the first response is to reject it. You know, no, that's not true because mom told me that there is an Easter bunny. She told me that there is a tooth fairy. So therefore they, you know, they exist. But it's not until they get older and more mature that they realize that mom was just, you know, playing with me and things of that nature and and that those, those people don't exist. But unfortunately, parents have done the same thing with Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, born of a virgin and, and died on the cross and all of these things and don't realize that there are historical and archaeological evidences that support this. There's even a medical evidence in terms of the blood and water coming from his heart. And these are all documented in the Journal of American Medicine, which I get into in my book. And you know, so there are plenty of proofs that we have, mm-hmm. even cosmologically, you know, where they talk about the stretching of the heavens. There are 12 verses that, that reference that that are in the Old Testament. And, and, and we, what it's important to do, like the student of yours, that she discovered that having these facts to support her case really helps uh, people to understand that, well, gee, maybe there is a little more to do with, with Christianity than I first thought. And then, you know, and there's a series of steps they go through, including anger, because they get upset. My gosh, you know, the news program told me that this is true. And here I'm finding that it's not. And here's the evidence. Well, that's a lot of what we've been living since early 2020 through our news media, our social media, our government, our education, our medical, our big pharma, big tech. It goes on and on. We have been deceived. And people today are more hungry than ever to know truth. And there are ways we can confidently know a matter is true. You know, a lot of people in the world, Frank, I'm preaching to the choir here, but I want my audience to hear this. A lot of people in the world think truth is relative. Right. And through the course that we're offering of apologetics, they will learn that truth is not relative. It is not subjective. It is absolute and always lines up with reality. You know, Frank, you've done a lot in the field of apologetics in your years in ministry. And as you mentioned your book, I want to make sure the audience knows the title of it. It's Angels and Demons, The Battle for Your Mind finding truth in a sea of lies. And that's available through Amazon. I'll have a link in the show notes. But I thought it was so interesting because you and I only met on the basis of trying to get this course happening through the Be Fruitful and Multiply Training Center. So we'd never met before this. And my book, which is part of the required reading for course one, is called Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. So we even have similar titles. Can you tell just a little bit about the contents of your book? Certainly. It started out really as an assembly of notes that I took when I was helping The Rock in Anaheim develop their, their apologetics curriculum. And they had eventually turned in a different direction. And now we have BFAM and, of course, your, your course uh, being offered online. But, you know, taking children to the Natural History Museum and, you know, them seeing this image of Lucy and, and Neanderthal Man and Java Man and seeing scientific people, right, present what they say is evidence for what actually happened. And of course, this was 46 billion years ago and and all of these things were going on. And I thought to myself, wow, that's really interesting, um, but is it true? And so I started doing a little bit of digging and I found out that it wasn't true. And so much of what's written in even the biology books that I had um, read while I was in high school 
um, which isn't that long ago, but probably longer than some of the readers have been around. But there were actually pictures of like embryos that were really a drawing that a pro-Darwinist had drawn that uh, was done during a period when they were promoting Darwin's work. And what I did in my book was I put side by side, this is the picture I saw. And this is an actual full color sonogram of what a baby looks like in each month. Certainly doesn't look like a tadpole. And I discovered even with the, the news agencies and, and the, the information that we're receiving on a daily basis that, oh my goodness, it, you know, no truth isn't relative. Um, those things actually that you're telling us are, are not true but they're part of a perhaps a geopolitical agenda that's being put out there. So um, that really was my genesis to just, oh my gosh, I've got to do something about this. And 50 pages turned into 100. And now I'm, I'm putting out a second edition. I'm up to almost 300 pages. There's just so much to talk about. Absolutely. And I just want to reiterate for the audience, this course is out of my heart. It's out of your heart. The People who will be taking this course, this apologetics course, through the Be Fruitful and Multiply Training Center.com. Again, we'll take it at their own speed during their own free time. It's very affordable. You can get a certificate from this course through the organization. And it begins on February 19th. Now, a person can join and start the course at any time, but the very first course ever offered starts February 19th of 2023. So, Frank, I want to thank you so much for helping me alert my audience to this wonderful resource that is soon to be available and that you and I get to work together on this. Yes, it's my pleasure, Pam. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. My interview with Frank is a way for me to help personalize the course and invite you to check it out. Simply visit the website in the show notes and poke around. You'll find the catalog and everything you need to enroll. After visiting the site, if you still have questions, you can email me at faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Learning the techniques of apologetics is essential for all Christians, in my opinion, because Jesus has commissioned each and every one of us to make disciples of all nations, teaching them all he commanded. We have a great harvest of souls before us, and those of us who profess to have the truth will be expected to share the truth. The techniques of apologetics is not limited to sharing our faith. It's also essential in properly understanding truth in the world we live. Here is a list of current events that I've researched to discern truth for you to consider. The World Economic Forum's recent annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, boasted record attendance with 52 heads of state and nearly 600 CEOs from around the world, all who asked for pilots who had not received the COVID-19 injections. The more than 2,500 delegates attending the World Economic Forum, including Bill Gates, Fauci, Soros, and Schwab, with 5,000 armed guards, with 2,000 private jets flying into Davos, discussed how the rest of us should stop flying, stop traveling more than 15 minutes from our home, stop driving gasoline-powered cars, stop using gas stoves, stop eating quality food and eat grasshoppers and manufactured eggs instead, under strict social governance of social credit scores determining our bank accounts. The G20 nations striving for a one-world government recently signed on to the World Health Organization's plan to control the health of the world and all future pandemics. They are also talking about mandating education to one curriculum, even in-home schooling, and implementing a digitized world. 
evidence has surfaced about how the so-called vaccines are actually gene and immune-altering injections intended to depopulate the planet. Evidence has also surfaced that many of the so-called vaccines have been patented in advance of the release of the planned diseases so that Big Pharma gets wealthier and wealthier off of the mandated injections. Hunter Biden recently admitted the infamous laptop is his, which directly incriminates him, his father, and other family members of criminal and potentially treasonous acts in partnership with China and Ukraine. And lastly, the United Nations Agenda 2030 clearly reveals their plans to impose a one-world government by that year. Now, if you've listened before, then you know I have a slew of references in the show notes to give credence to all the claims I just made. I want to emphasize, as God is exposing corruption and we are being caused to learn truth, there is no reason to fear unless you're not properly aligned with God the Father. Either you are intentionally aligned with God the Father through faith in Jesus, or by default, you are part of the kingdom of darkness. I shared before, God has been exposing all manner of evil because he wants all who desire to be related to him to quickly become his so you can avoid the imminent judgment against the wicked. If you are not related to God by faith in Jesus, or if you're not sure but you want to be, then simply say this prayer aloud. Say, God, I believe Jesus was and is God the Son, who came to earth to take my sins upon himself and pay the debt of sin I cannot, so that I can be in right relationship with you through faith in him. I choose to repent and turn from my own ways and become a child of yours and part of your kingdom, no longer part of the kingdom of evil. I willingly confess Jesus as my personal Savior and willingly receive him to be Lord of my life now and forever. Amen. If you genuinely prayed that prayer from your heart, you are instantly transformed from your natural sin-born state to a supernaturally born-again state where your spirit has been made completely new. And more, the Holy Spirit of God has now come to live inside you to guide you into all truth. You are guaranteed this by God's own promise. Next, you'll need to learn how to live your newfound faith and step into the most exciting life journey you could ever have. If you know some devoted Christians who live near you, Contact them and let them know you just gave yourself to Jesus. Ask them to help you in your new life. If you don't know any committed Christians near you, then try to find a Bible study or a home church near you, or even online, but honestly, in person is best. Also, Frank has made a PDF specific for new believers available to you, so if you or someone you know is new to the Christian faith, use the link in the show notes to get this helpful resource. It's complimentary. Until you can find a local church or a group of believers near you that you can join, you can get connected by texting the words NEW LIFE to 1-714-500-7558. You'll get access to an online discipleship class and you'll be connected for prayer. You can also email info at churchofgrace.com and put NEW LIFE in the subject line and in the email let them know you're a new believer and a listener to my podcast, Faith to Live By. In closing this episode of Faith to Live By, I want to share wisdom posted online by Dr. Kalvinder Kaur. She posted, They divide with fear. We unite with courage. They divide with politics. We unite with facts. They divide for control. We unite for freedom. They divide for power. We unite for harmony. Since this month of February is Heart Disease Awareness Month, next week I will share my personal story of miraculously surviving sudden cardiac arrest. Yes, 
I actually died and was obviously revived. Most of you in this audience probably don't know that, but it's a story I very much want you to hear. It has been played on Focus on the Family and many other programs, and I also presented it as the keynote speaker for UCI's first annual day of women's health. Don't miss next week, because my story has not only saved many physical lives, but spiritual lives as well. Until then, I ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supported by purchasing the goods and services from me and my affiliates. To get the discounts on my books and other products available through my web store, use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, use it at checkout, and get a 20% discount. When you purchase my own books or products and services from my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So please shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for your friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. And please make a point of looking through my show notes. I have all sorts of resources for you there, and all my affiliate sponsors are listed with their links, so you can easily access them to learn more. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 